Well, good evening, friends. Pastor Chris here with you. Just great to be with you here tonight. It's um, turned into just a gorgeous evening here in Northwest Ohio. They they were calling for uh, a lot of rain and uh, we had a little bit of a sprinkle here, but not as much as they've called for so far. They, they, I think it issued a flood warning. We're going to get so much rain, but maybe it's coming. Who knows? In, in either case, it is uh, it is great to be with you here tonight. And, uh, you know, as I... Uh, as I was sitting here um, setting things up and getting things uh, kind of situated and one of these times I'll have to figure out how to uh, show you a different angle, but I've got a camera, I've got some mics, I've got, you know, desk and everything. And, and uh, you know, often uh, have to sit here and think for just a moment, do I have everything uh, positioned just right? And uh, it always works out, you know, it always does. And uh, uh, we've got some uh, beautiful hanging flowers here that... Um, I have to always kind of position just to make sure they don't block block the screen or whatever, block the the image. But uh, um, so far tonight, all is good. <laughs> it's been a um, been an interesting day for myself, and I hope for you as well. And I hope that maybe just maybe you've had a, a chance to uh, just uh, spend a little time. Uh, I don't know, maybe contemplating uh, where you're at in life and, and how things are going. And, and I hope they're going great. I hope they really are. I hope for each of you that, uh, you're just having one of those days where it just, it feels like, you know, pieces are falling into place, but, but I say that, and I know for a lot of us though, that those, those days are uh, not as prevalent as the days when it just seems like certain cracks happen, certain moments, uh, just kind of fall apart and, 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 and we just kind of end up struggling a little bit in life. And, and that's to be expected. I mean, this life is not easy, is it? It is. It is a, quite honestly a very big challenge. Yet, yet, in in and I say that there is always hope. There's always that opportunity to uh, to just recognize where we're at in life, and it may not be perfect yet, but but boy, we're we're trying to move forward, we're trying to get unstuck from a place that we've maybe been in our, in in quite a while, and maybe we're just trying to figure things out and how we can move forward from where we're at and maybe maybe we've been moving forward but we're we're looking for that next big step so tonight out on the front porch i just wanted to kind of take a take a moment to to kind of look at that you know i mean we talk about you know god has no desire for us to be stuck he wants us to move forward which means growing in our relationship with him and with with others and and, and sometimes that takes that first big step and so i want to look at that first big step tonight here on the front porch and uh, Maybe for you, that's where you're at. Maybe it's that next big step. So thanks for being here. And uh, hey, what do you say? Let's get started. So what do we do? 
how do we uh, how do we take that next step in our in our relationship with Christ or or how do we just take that next step to to become I guess you might say just unstuck um, you know it's one thing to I think understand that there are essential pieces to our lives to to move forward there's essential things that that we have to do and and I think some of that is is centering our faith whatever that uh, may look like for us but but centering our faith on God and, and, and how that pours into us. And, and I think for a lot of us, that, that can be very challenging. Uh, maybe we've never had a faith before, or, or maybe we had faith and, and we were hurt by, by a situation or by a person, and, and, it, and it really um, challenged our faith. But, but one of the things that I think, as we begin to understand these significances of how God plays a role in our lives, is to think about what are the, the the important things in our lives. What what is the um, what are those things that are that are best for us? And I think you know some might say, well, I just you know, I know there's certain things or certain aspects of my life that are very important that I need to need to keep important in my life, and, and that's my family, or that's my career, or that's my you know the list can be just just all sorts of different places, but. I think one of the one of the aspects that we have to remember um, in our lives, and 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 we have one of the things we have to acknowledge, is that there there's things that are important to us, and there are things that are important to God, and how God looks at our lives and 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 attempts to, in a sense, communicate with us, and to share with us as to these are the important things that that our lives today, wherever we're at, need to be focused on. And maybe there are parts of our lives that we're focused on that, that we shouldn't pour as much, as much energy into. Maybe that's part of it. Um, you know, one of the, think of it this way. Let me, let me give you a kind of an analogy. Maybe this might help where my, my mind's at. Um, one of the things that, if you've ever gone hiking, um, one of the big challenges is, especially if you're going uh, for a significant distance, when you have to pack certain things that you need to make sure you have, but but the unnecessary things you don't want to carry with you because it it adds weight, right? It 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 adds a sense of uh, struggle because if you have excess things you don't need, well, then it's harder to continue on that journey. But there are certain elements you do need. Otherwise, you won't survive the journey. And when we look at the scriptures and we look at what Jesus attempts to, to communicate with us, one of the things, and it's very clear in the Gospel of Mark, is, is that he gives us this idea of how to view not just our relationship with God, but how God wants us to understand the relationship he wants to have with us. Let me let me let me just share this verse with you out of the Gospel of Mark, and it's one I think all of us are are, are definitely familiar with. Uh, it's it's one that that we all know. Yet I I, I, I suspect for some, it, it's a question of do we truly believe it? Do we truly kind of hold on to it and and recognize that? that the significance of this message that Jesus communicates is, is just, it's how powerful 
it can be for our lives. Um, so let, let me read this um, verse because I guess when I think about it, it just it just so communicates. So Jesus in the Gospel of Mark, he's asked a question by his by his disciples, and, and in that question, it's a very specific question, but yet it's a a question that, in truth, for for a lot of us is is um, almost very clear. So they they turn to him in the twenty eighth verse and they say, Jesus, what are we supposed to follow? What what is the the law we're supposed to adhere to? Now, for these disciples, they're used to following the laws of what the religious authorities have laid down, the commandments, as we call them. Now, in Scripture, there are approximately, in the Old Testament, uh, 613 different commandments. Now, there's a lot of rules to follow. And we, we get upset when we follow, have to follow one. Uh, put a mask on. I mean, good heavens. We don't want to do that. Or fasten our seatbelts. Or, you know, I mean, we, we do these things. But, but here's the crazy thing. Of those 613, it's estimated 248 are to do something positive, And 365 are prohibitions. In other words, they stop us from doing something negative. They don't prevent us from doing something positive, just stopping us from doing something negative. And so Jesus comes along and he gives us this verse and he says, as we get into verse 29, he says, Jesus answered the disciples in this way. First is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and all your strength. So this is the first rule that Jesus lays out. Follow God. Love God with everything. Right? This is what he means by he says, with all your heart. It's all that we should love. And he says the second half of that rule, the second half of this command, this law, is to love your neighbor. And there's nothing else greater than these. These two commands that Jesus gives to love God and to love each other. It boils down to one word, really, love. Imagine if we all took these two verses to heart and, and, and truly lived them out every day of our lives. Imagine if we're feeling uh, stuck, if we're feeling in, in that place of kind of struggle, where we're like, I, I want to move beyond where I'm at. But I, I just either have too many priorities I'm trying to balance and I can't figure them out or or I, I just don't know which priority to focus on. Or I don't have any priorities. And Jesus says, love. That's it. It's a ball game. We demonstrate love in so many different ways. But at the core of it, that's what Jesus says will get us out of that place that we find ourselves in over and over again to a place that is more uh, forward movement. Uh, Jesus, as he says, and I'm going to read again in verse 30, he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the Lord is one. And then we get into verse 30. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your... This actually is a quote. Jesus isn't making something up. Jesus is quoting to the disciples and to you and me an Old Testament commandment. He's saying, love. Love. 
That goes all the way back to the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy. Moses says it to the people of Egypt, we are to love God, period. That's it. And then Jesus adds that uh, we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Now, now, part of this sense of neighbor is that he is referring to anyone in need, anyone struggling, anyone, anyone at a, at a place of, of just, I don't want to say lost, but, but just kind of that, that place. And, and, and here's where it really, I think, holds true for a lot of us. It's the one that looks in the mirror back at you. That's the one that, that Jesus says we got to start with. And then we take that love and we, we share it with our neighbors, physically neighbors, one across the street or, or that neighbor we see that's struggling with food or financial problems. Um, you know, we, we, we have these opportunities in life to, to express the uniting. And I think that's what really what it is. And Jesus is trying to tell us is taking love and, and not just a love for God, but a love for neighbors and making it one true love. It's just, it's love for all of creation because God loves all creation. Now, now, knowing this, and I know this is things we know, but the question then becomes, what do we do when we're stuck? And it's just hard to love someone. It's hard to love our neighbors. More importantly, it's hard to love ourselves. How do we do that? I think my my suggestion, my, my the way I might want to, try and wrestle with it for myself is that is that I have to embrace the grace God gives to me I have to look at where I'm at and how I've been doing things and just say God loves me no matter what and I have to start there because sometimes we get stuck because because we've forgotten how much we are loved we think the world has to demonstrate its love. We think someone has to demonstrate love to us. But the truth is the love comes from inside, recognizing the embrace that God has for you. And, and, then, and then once we get to that point, then, then I think it slowly begins to shift from that place of, we'll say struggle, but that place of, of wondering how to love. And then we move forward away from that into this new place of love. We see you got some flowers in your, these are the flowers I was talking about. <laughs> but, but a lot of times we end up stuck because we at least I think at some level, maybe you've forgotten what that word is. That one simple word. And if we can shift off of that, and we can get into just, like I said, not even loving ourselves, but just loving God. And then what happens is the Holy Spirit from God begins to kind of soak into us. And we begin to realize it's no longer about us. It's no longer about the world. It's about God. And how we can demonstrate that light to someone else, even when we ourselves are struggling to, to see the light ourselves. And look, I know it, it can be 
it can be challenging. But it, it pairs down the scriptures. And in, in the disciples' case, it, it took 613 commands they were trying to follow and got it down into one, which is love. Jesus basically defining it in two, two spaces. Love God, love, love your neighbors. And then really the third is love yourself. These, these three aspects of an intense and powerful love. And, and isn't it true that, that the, day, the world we live in today wants us to be unloving? It's just full of hatred and hate. It, just, it, it becomes depressing, doesn't it? It just becomes that, that sense of, man, it just takes my breath away because it's so heavy. But if we can, if we can love, we can truly embrace the love of what God has for you and for me. It changes how we see the world. No longer do we see the, the doom and the gloom of, of gray clouds, of, of a day that we look around and we think to ourselves, well, this is the day that's just going to be miserable. We begin to look at it and say to ourselves, this is a day that there's an opportunity. An opportunity maybe not to feel great, but at least to share hope with someone. Maybe this is the day that, that instead of feeling stuck, I'm going to take one little step. And start with embracing a friend. Embracing a neighbor, embracing a stranger. We have, these, we have these neighborhood cats that seem to have attracted themselves to our house. And there's two in particular, Oliver, who has made a few appearances here on the front porch. He's got a, I'm going to only guess. Him. And I, of course, have named him Twist to get it Oliver Twist. But, but the two of them can be apart for hours, days, in fact, and they come together and it's like they never were apart. And it's really neat to see. But maybe we need to look at life. We see a stranger we haven't seen ever. We think of them as a brother or sister. That's people. When we brace that in one important thing, we begin to, begin to look at the world a lot differently. We begin to see our own life. No longer about what we get, but what we give. The world and the goals. Well, let's look at the world that way. What do you think? You never know what might happen. You never know what might happen. tonight, wherever you are, wherever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, a joy, a mountaintop, or, or you're in the valley or somewhere in between, you look at yourself in that mirror and see what God sees. That you are beautiful. You are amazing. You're his child. And take that love and give it away. 
want to offer prayer tonight for, I know last night I prayed for, for families who were suffering, but, but I, tell, I just, I, you know, I feel this, this need to, to just pray for you right there, you. I want you to know how much God loves you. I don't care if you've ever followed God. I don't care if you looked at your relationship with God as, as just being something that, you know, every now and then you, you go to him and you need him. I want to pray for you. No, we're loved. The Lord be with you. Loving Father, tonight on this front porch, I, I just... I lift up all those that are with me and all those that will be with me later, Lord. And I just ask, Lord, that, that you lay your hand of grace on them and, and you let them know. You remind them they are yours. That they're your children. And that it's okay if they're not perfect. None of us are. We want to be for you and I don't know, Lord, just, just speaking to their hearts tonight, speaking to my heart too, Lord, that, that I may know that I'm your beloved child. And that as I go forth into this life, as I, as I look ahead into what I may or may not be experiencing, that you're always there with me. You're always saying to me, well done, my child, well done. You are mine, and I am yours. I want to feel that, Lord. I want to know that I am yours, and and I want to know that 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 you see me as a, as your son, and that my friends here tonight see you as their children. That, that they are your sons and their daughters. Just let them know, let them feel that it's okay if they're stuck, because your love is going to perpetuate them out, moving them forward. Maybe just maybe growing close. That whatever they face, no matter what difficulty they go through, they will be lifted up and feel you're restored. As the Lord, I lay him into your arms. And I thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Because it is of him that we have been loved. It's in his beautiful name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, I, I, I tell you, I thank you for stopping by the front porch. This has turned into an absolutely gorgeous evening. And and I hope that, uh, well, if you're not sitting outside, you get outside and, and just sit for a bit. Just take in the beauty because rain might come at some point and Maybe you have flowers you can look at. I Obviously, you can see mine right here in front of you. <laughs> but But in any case, no matter what gets in the way, Never, never forget that it is the love of God and his amazing love for you. I thank you for stopping by the front porch tonight. and God bless. God bless. And we'll see you here tomorrow, right here on the front porch.